0: Welcome to WebEx, Practical Web Accessibility Tips, WebEx.com, WebEx. WebEx, Website Accessibility, Web Standards.
1: Welcome to WebAx podcast number 78. Accessibility news and just a whole um, range of topics today. This is your
0: host, Dennis. And this is the co-host, Ross. Hello, Ross. Hey, Dennis. How's it going?
1: Good. Happy New Year's. We uh, didn't have you for the January episode because that was an interview, but glad to have you back now.
0: Yep, thank you. Thank you. And 2010, very exciting. I'm sure there will be a lot of accessibility yeah. progress this year.
1: Oh, there's all kinds of stuff going on. And yeah. uh, Well, you started your year, right? You had a little vacation.
0: Yeah, I went down to Utah for some snowboarding, which is was great. You know, it's like stuck up here in Michigan where it's like freezing cold and not sunny and very dreary. Mm-hmm. And if you are going to do any sort of recreational snowboarding, there's maybe a hill or two. And Utah was, like, sunny and warm, and they actually have really nice snow, so. Nice. It was quite nice. How's the winter treating you? Pretty
1: good. It's been real rainy here in the Bay Area, but um, it's been a little better lately. We uh, Last weekend, we actually we were on the beach for a little while in Santa Cruz. Oh, really? Yeah. It was, you know, like 60-ish and uh, somewhat sunny that day, and, yeah, it was, it was a good time. Web. Let's catch up on a few things um, The .NET Awards We were nominated Thank you very much Yeah. .NET for- Magazine, right?
0: Yep, yep. in a couple places um, Best Web Design Podcast of the Year And then um, The Blunder Awards for, uh, Oh yeah That picture you found of the Ridiculous Captcha
1: Yeah, I wrote a brief blog post Like the middle of last year about CAPTCHA and how terrible it is with an example of of an image, an example of a terrible CAPTCHA that no human can even read. Right, right. So that was nominated for that. Um, What did they call it?
0: I think it was called the Blunder Award.
1: Okay.
0: Web Blunders or something.
1: (laughs) We were nominated, but we didn't win anything, right?
0: No, no. BOAG World won... um, the best web design podcast and they do a great one of course but you know it's a little fishy because uh, one of the judges just happens to be Paul Boag oh really yeah so
1: that's kind of a conflict of interest
0: right right and granted they say you know it's a big part is the voting but you know I I thought that was one of the rules like the judges can't win yeah I I think you should have just like handed it down to us (laughs) uh, gracefully sorry I cannot maybe next uh, year Right.
1: All right. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'm just glad to be nominated. That's right. That right. was nice. And um, yeah, and our readership and listener base um, is, is still slowly growing. So uh, thank you to all the fans out there.
0: Yeah, and don't be afraid to tell your friends that they should also stay up on accessibility and start reading the blog and, and listening to us. We'll be forever grateful.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know, I mean, that's one of the things about web accessibility is, you know, there's a lot of crossover with web standards and usability. So if, even if you're, you know, big on those topics, then, um, you know, this podcast is beneficial.
0: Right, right. And also, you know, web accessibility is only going to grow by people being passionate about it. It's so easy to make inaccessible websites unless you're aware Unless you help build awareness.
1: That is for sure. I I found that out yesterday when I was analyzing a few sites. All right. (laughs) (laughs) But anyways, uh, okay, uh, let's move on to a list of announcements. WebAx.
0: So you did some updates to the WebAx site?
1: Yes. The um, WebAx is still hosted by Blogger, which everyone probably knows was... Purchased by Google a while back But I still like the service It's it's still pretty good um, Some stuff isn't the greatest But um Like one thing I, One adjustment I made is I removed that top Blogger bar, bar Because that was just Kind of messy and the code Wasn't very good or ex- Not too accessible Um but that had the most important, definitely the, the most important part about that bar was the search feature. So I added a custom search box in the, on the right the top of the right column of the site um, that uses a Google search.
0: Oh, very nice.
1: Yeah. And I did a couple other cleanups. Um, but another major thing is I added um, the Twitter feed also in the right column. So you could view the, like the last five WebEx tweets, and right. yeah, so
0: very nice. You know, kind of be able to look the last couple while you're reading a blog post or two.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, lots of little improvements, and the site is uh, continuing to improve. Good work. Thank you, sir.
0: And everybody <laughs> should go check it out and subscribe to the podcast if you haven't already, or the RSS feed. Mhm. And then the next really cool thing is, so you were interviewed on the BBC.
1: Yes, myself and yeah. and Webex. Yes, was yeah. was uh, in a BBC podcast and is named. The, you know, there was a link to Webex right on the BBC um, show notes. I guess you call it. Right. Um, so yeah, it was a show entitled Haiti B I L and accessibility. And they had, um, me and another gentleman, uh, speak about accessibility. And, um, and the lady that runs the show was just, um, she really liked the idea of, of our podcast and everything. So just came on and talked about it a little bit. Um, let's see. Yeah. The other person was, um, Artur Ortega from Yahoo. Oh, okay. He's, um, you might recognize the name. He's, yeah, I've seen him on like he's on, uh, I think he's on Twitter and stuff. But he's uh, he's a pretty well known accessibility evangelist um, at Yahoo. So um, yeah, I talked to I talked to her for maybe about fifteen minutes, and I thought it went pretty well. I was kind of disappointed though. She it was edited down quite a bit though, so. Uh-huh the actual piece that was published was only like a couple minutes long. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but still nice to get the awareness. I mean, the BBC is a, a huge...
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Huge following. And So how did they uh, come across WebAx? Are they just doing um, searches or did she say she was a listener?
1: I forget exactly. Huh. But, you know, it's not too difficult to to come across if you're... If you're researching web accessibility, that's for sure.
0: Right, right. That's a good point.
1: Um, yeah, so that was very cool. All
0: right. Well, hopefully that will just lead to more media mentions. Maybe we can get on like Wall Street Journal next.
1: Yeah. And uh, yeah, her name is Jemiah Knowles, and she um, does this pods and blogs um, section on, on the BBC uh, website. Five live. I'm not sure what that means but um yeah it's pretty cool so check it out. Okay. Transcription. <laughs> we are t- currently taking volunteers to help transcribe the WebAx podcasts,
0: right? Which is very important for accessibility. Yeah. Also very hard to do and time consuming, so please Total. help.
1: So we've had a couple takers lately, so that was excellent. Um, Catherine Lynch, or Kate, I believe she goes by. Um, she transcribed podcast number seventy-six, Web Accessibility Disasters from last fall, and that is up. So thank you very much. And also, Jenison Assumption. Um, he just finished transcribing podcast seventy-four. Um, awards events and Back to Basics I think that was from like the end of September um, and I'm currently doing number 75 I'm kind of stuck in the middle so hopefully I could get that finished up in the next couple of weeks
0: yeah and hopefully more people volunteer
1: yeah so if you have any extra time we'd greatly appreciate it and you know we'd yep. of course give you a big mention and thank you on the site and Twitter and the podcast so
0: yeah, so you can practically be famous.
1: Exactly. Thousands of people literally will see your name.
0: Right, right. And they will all <laughs> cheer, too. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah, where are my effects? <laughs> Is that what you were thinking?
0: Yeah. Don't you have your clapping effect?
1: Uh, I can never... i got to find that somewhere.
0: Okay. Well, next time, we'll, we'll cheer for everybody. So if you want to be cheered for, you want to hear your name and then hear people clapping, please.
1: (laughs) So what's this uh, WordPress WordPress plugin?
0: Yeah, so I've been working on some WordPress plugins. Um, I use WordPress quite frequently for all my blogs, but also in a lot of situations, it, it just works real well as a content management system. Have you ever used it as a CMS?
1: Yes, I have.
0: Yeah, you know, it does a good job. It's open source. It's easy to make accessible, pretty easy to use. But, you know, my major complaint with it, especially in terms of a CMS, is it's definitely designed for writing blog posts, which (laughs) makes sense because it's a blogging software. Um, But I kind of got to a point where I had enough client phone calls um, trying to figure out how to do something that was pretty easy to do once you knew how to do it but wasn't obvious, so I just wrote a couple quick plugins to make WordPress as a content management system a little easier. Um, for example, I added a, a nice dashboard to, or a nice panel to the dashboard that lets you do commonly done things like add pages or edit pages or new posts and edit posts with really big icons or add a list of all the pages that you could edit to the dashboard, stuff like that, just to make using it as a CMS a little easier. Cool. Yeah, so if you use WordPress as a CMS, you should check them out, and also give me high ratings. on <laughs> WordPress.org.
1: Yeah, make sure you put those the links uh, in the show notes here.
0: Ah, good point. We'll do.
1: Yeah, I'll definitely check that out. I'm, I know myself, and I'm sure many other people that you know use WordPress. Use it just as much for a CMS, you know, as the blogging part. Um, right. Because a lot of websites, you know. They're, they're, it's a website, but it has like a you know a, a blog like section to it. Um, but actually, the last site that I did for a client was the first one that I did in WordPress. That was completely um, a CMS like website. It wasn't. It had no blog whatsoever.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah, I've done a few that way.
1: So I could have used your plugin. <laughs>
0: yeah, potentially still could.
1: And during that project, I um, started my own little WordPress project, uh, an actual, an accessible theme. I haven't finished it yet, but I'm sure I'll let everyone know when I'm done.
0: <laughs> and it's much needed, actually. You know, it's oh, one totally. of those things where. There've been plenty of times I've searched to see if I can find an accessible theme to start with, and then kind of customize from there. And, and just nobody's done it.
1: And there's been conversations, in, lately too, on Twitter, you know, like, where's the accessible WordPress themes? It's like there are none. It's really weird. Yeah. So, so I'm I'm making one. It's I mean the basics of it are done. I just want to kind of polish it. Right. So uh, yeah.
0: So stay tuned. You could have all sorts of good WordPress goodies coming from WebAX.
1: Exactly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Okay, I just want to mention this blog post from uh, WebAX from the beginning of the year, Web Accessibility Conferences in 2010. So um, it's a pretty good list of uh, exactly that, Web Accessibility Conferences in in this year. (laughs) (laughs) And... um, and I got some good input. I, I've added a couple that were suggested, and um, and I do maintain this list somewhat. So um, I have uh, updated a couple dates and, uh, and locations that were missing at the beginning of the year. Um, so if you haven't seen that, check it out. Make it to a conference. There's lots of conferences going on. Um, in addition to this list, you know, there's always meetups and unconferences and things like that. so right.
0: um, Are you planning to go to any of them? Yes. Um, let's see.
1: Well, I missed the CalWAC. That was just, um, like, last week, I think, the California Web Accessibility Conference in Santa okay. Clara.
0: Yeah, the 8 to 10.
1: From Nobility, by Nobility, um... But I'll be going to CSUN uh, towards the end of next month, and um, let's see. I'm not sure what else. Probably accessing higher ground in the fall in Colorado again. What about you? Are you hitting any conferences this year?
0: Uh, You know, every year I I say that I'm going to get to South by Southwest, I don't know.
1: <laughs> I know we said that last year. We're like, we're going for sure.
0: <laughs> right, right. But, um, I'm looking at, uh, the Penn State Web 210 conference. Ah, yeah. Which would be kind of cool.
1: Yeah, that's the one I just updated, actually. I, they, um, they've added the dates recently.
0: Right, right. So, Mr. Jeff Zeldman will be speaking there, and I'm hoping I can run into him and convince him to get an interview on the show. um. Uh,
1: yeah, I've seen him speak once or twice. He's definitely worth going to.
0: Yeah, I've seen videos. Yeah. yeah. And then the higher ed web is also fairly close, so that might be a cool one to to get to.
1: Yeah, that's cool. Um, Oh, yeah, the the one that I submitted for it, it's called the Annual Assistive Technology Conference. It's in uh, Indianapolis. So we'll see if, um, if they accept... My proposal.
0: Oh, they I damn well should.
1: Yeah, well, I might need, <laughs> and I might need some assistance getting there too. So we'll see what happens.
0: Well, they should also play for your ticket then.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm hoping. I've never <laughs> been. i never been there to Indianapolis.
0: Oh yeah, me either. I hear it's cool though. I'm sure it's a fun place to visit.
1: In the spring and summer, I'm sure it's it's real nice. I'm not, I'm not sure about the winter.
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> All right. Okay. Yeah. So there's lots of uh, conferences going on. A lot of them related to accessibility, and you know, they're just a great place to meet colleagues and get business and raise awareness of yourself and how much you know. So go to conferences.
1: Yeah, and you know, don't be afraid to submit a proposal either. If you're right. an ex- expert in something, uh, go for it.
0: Right. and I always forget to do that. <laughs> I'm like, why doesn't anybody ask me to speak?
1: <laughs> yeah, you should start, you should start speaking. Right. You're already teaching. You're already <laughs> Professor Ross.
0: Right, right.
1: What do your classmates call you? Or not classmates, your students.
0: What are they? um? I just have them call me Ross, you know, like, Mr. Johnson sounds a little too formal. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: I don't quite feel like Professor Ross quite yet, so... <laughs>
1: <laughs> That's funny. Right. Okay, let's move on to some news. Webad. So, yeah, Fangs. There's a um, a new release of Fangs uh, for Firefox 3.6, written and updated by Peter Krantz, uh, f- and from Standard Standards.
0: Yeah, and this is one of those great, easy to use plugins that emulates. A screen reader through Firefox, so you can kind of get an idea of how your uh, your page works in terms of a screen reader.
1: Exactly, it's an excellent plugin, um, and it's been moved to the Mozilla website too. It's hosted by Mozilla now, so um, I guess you could give it a good rating there.
0: Right, that means it's like more official, I guess. Yeah, or yeah. approved by Mozilla.
1: But I'm glad to see he's still updating it because I, yeah. I really like that, that add-on. And and I, I got Firefox 3.6, and it didn't work. And I said, shoot. <laughs> but now it works, so cool.
0: Yeah, and it makes it just so easy. I mean, anybody can easily download it, install it, and be aware of how their site reads kind of from a screen reader perspective, even if it's not like an official, like what a blind user or low vision user might use. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, it, it seems to emulate a screen reader pretty well.
0: Yeah, I would agree.
1: So Absolutely. try it out. Absolutely. Okay, so I mentioned um, Jennison earlier, and um, he's becoming a <laughs> – he's all over the web. He's all about web accessibility, um, and uh, I'm getting to know him pretty well just, you know, through uh, – through Twitter mostly and, and but a couple of other avenues and um, I think he's in Toronto so besides um, being a great piece of the community and uh, providing us with a transcription he has now um, taken on a couple new Twitter accounts that are really helpful um, one of them is um, Web Accessibility Events so the handle is A11y Events.
0: What's the significance of a11y? You
1: know, that's the the hashtag for accessibility.
0: Oh, right, right, okay. The sh-
1: the short version of accessibility is a then eleven for eleven letters and then a y.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> Somebody actually came out with the uh, blog article recently explaining all that in the history of it and everything. Anyways. Uh, Yeah, so he lists – he has a Twitter stream of web accessibility events that he announces and comments on and stuff. So um, if you can't make it to a conference, you might want to follow that and um, hit a different kind of event, you know, small events, big events, or or just follow it to uh, see what's going on. And the other one that he's doing is jobs, um, A11Y jobs. So this is – where he posts open positions um, relating to web accessibility. So two great ideas, and uh, from Jenison. just wanted to say thank you. Oh, another thing on Twitter that he's doing <laughs> <laughs> is uh, a hashtag he suggested. He suggested um, for the topic of touchscreen accessibility. So if you're if you're speaking on that in Twitter, then um, let's use the hashtag TS Access. So pound TS for touchscreen access.
0: Yeah, and it seems like since the release of the iPad, all of a sudden touchscreen discussion has just kind of, kind of really been active lately. Yeah. I don't know if it's just because Apple did something so people have to talk about it, but you know, <laughs> touchscreens have been around for a while.
1: Yeah, you know, and... It's just going to be, um, I think, going to be a, a growing topic, you know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, kind of anytime there's new kind of technology that's being adapted, you have to mm-hmm. think about all the areas, including accessibility. You know, what sort of accessibility implications are there and how do you solve them?
1: And speaking of the iPad, um, WebEx uh, did put out a little post about it, just summing up uh, some of the accessibility features of it. Um, and it's it's pretty similar to uh, the iPhone accessibility features, um, which is good, you know, VoiceOver and Screen Zoom and things like that. Um, but there are more features um, in iPad which make it makes it even more accessible. But just some inherent things about it, just the large size of it itself. You know, um, if you have some kind of visual impairment, the um, The large size of it, you know, can give you large text, so it's easier to read. Um, But, yeah, you can hook in an external keyboard to it, um, and it has a real simple interface um, for those with will help with cognitive impairments. So, yeah, what do you think of the iPad? Um,
0: I really like what it is for what it is. Like, I don't know that I would ever... Necessarily purchase one, at least as it stands right now. But I can see a lot of situations, you know, like my grandfather who still gets online, um, but really doesn't need like a whole computer, but would like to do web pages and email.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I, I feel like the iPad would be a lot easier for him just because it's simple and it's touch screen and, it, you know, that sort of intuitive iPhone sort of approach, but bigger. Um, but he doesn't need like a whole operating system
1: right, yeah, maybe my mom should get one
0: <laughs>
1: right she has a netbook, and I think okay. you know the iPad is kind of in between a uh, a mobile a smartphone and a netbook, right?
0: right, yeah, or like even a netbook and a laptop, like you don't quite need a whole laptop, but you want something maybe a little more than a netbook in terms mm-hmm. of size and that mm-hmm. sort of- they're definitely pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's a good idea.
1: Uh, Yeah, if I had the money, I'd buy one, sure. (laughs) But I don't have an extra $700 to throw
0: around right now. (laughs) Who does? (laughs) Yeah. So then you had a, uh, we've got your recording and transcript from your webinar?
1: Oh, yeah. (laughs) I forgot about that. (laughs) We almost skipped this. Thank you.
0: It's very important, though.
1: Yeah, I presented a a webinar um, a couple weeks ago. On uh, the EZ website, equal access to software and information. Um, it's a webinar series, uh, four weeks, um, with different topics on um, social media. So the first week was about Second Life, and the second week I did about Twitter and its accessible its accessibility issues and accessibletwitter.com, of course. Um, Yeah, so that went pretty well. I'll I'll put um, a link in the show notes, and um, you can view the slides, there's a transcription, or you could uh, replay the whole webinar, which is pretty neat.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So is Second Life, people still play that? It seems like...
1: Yeah, I thought that was kind of a strange topic, but... (laughs) Apparently they do. (laughs) Right. um yeah i th- I think last week was Facebook, and I'm not sure
0: I think ah, me- nobody uses Facebook,
1: yeah <laughs> um I don't see the the notes for Facebook yet, but I'll probably at least tweet that when it when it gets published that sounds like um it would be pretty good to check out
0: right, Actually, right. Which I-,
1: is- I will check that out for sure,
0: yeah, that should be a good one. And that's another reason to follow WebEx on Twitter, because you'll get all sorts of great tweets.
1: It is, it is a good uh, <laughs> Twitter account to follow, if I don't say so myself.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> and it, it's growing in subscribers, too, so it's cool. Right. It's, it's all good.
0: Right. Must be doing something right. Yeah.
1: Okay, <laughs> let's move on to a few articles. WebAx.
0: Yeah, so there's been some uh, interesting articles out there since our last show. Uh, the first one that caught my eye um, was a post on WebAIM. So they kind of revisited Target.com and the accessibility of it. Um, and of course, you know, Target had the huge lawsuits, and you know, it was supposed to be this big sort of movement for the accessibility of websites, and then it turns out they were only Basically, finds what six million dollars.
1: Yeah, six million dollars, which seems like a lot, but it's just a drop in the bucket for Target.
0: Right. Yeah, compared to you know how much they spend and, and make. You know, that, I guess
1: they give a they give away every year like way more money than that. I guess,
0: <laughs> yeah. from what I
1: understand, and oh, yeah. then, um, yeah. you know, to make themselves look like they're <laughs> a compassionate corporation. Um, yet yet they fought this web accessibility lawsuit for several years. probably right. who knows how much they spent in lawyer 's fees right
0: right right, probably more than that and yeah, but um it sounds like they 've done a pretty good job of redoing their site you know it 's nice and clean, good use of skip links and you know tabbing through the page is is works very well so um probably not perfect but you know definitely making some, some good steps to making it accessible.
1: Yeah it's definitely good progress um, overall I think it's a win for web accessibility um, you know I went through the site a little bit It's there's definitely room for improvement I mean it's much better than before but you know I would have never put my name on on it <laughs> I would have I would, I never signed off on the code we'll put it that way but I'm a pretty big stickler when it comes to that kind of stuff.
0: Right. Right. And but progress is good, you know, you
1: yeah
0: early, although it'd be hard to get much worse than what they had before.
1: <laughs> yeah. And, um, like Jared Smith points out in, in the, in the webbing blog about it that, um, and there's a link to the, um, the NFB considered it, um, you know, accessible in, in, gave it their approval, so and they're the ones that um, started the lawsuit, right so if right. they're satisfied then then that's good,
0: yeah, yeah, that means a lot, you know that they felt like they did a good enough job that their users could could actually use the site and were happy, mm-hmm. but you know that doesn't mean that they shouldn't strive to to improve even more
1: exactly, exactly.
0: And we have a post from 456 Brass Street, which I feel like we haven't uh, mentioned any articles from here in a while. It used to be like every <laughs> every podcast. <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, I know he he took a hiatus I think for a little while.
0: Yeah. yeah definitely. Um,
1: Roger Johansson. But yeah, he, he there's a blog post he came out with and I, I've seen a few now about this. Um, And for good reason. It's about the um, display of alt text in browsers and the consistent display of of the alternative text.
0: Right. And as we all know, I mean, the alt text and accessibility is extremely important. So it's kind of an important topic in general. But, you know, a lot of browsers just kind of choose to display alt text differently, um, including Chrome and Safari, uh, I guess they have some trouble with title and alt attributes if um, not showing them certain situations, which I didn't even realize.
1: Um, <laughs> well, it says that um, it displays the contents of the title attribute if the image has no alt attribute, blah, blah, blah. Error. Oh, okay. Displays the title text as error recovery in the case of missing alt text. Since
0: right. da, 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 da. So if there's no alt text and the image isn't missing, then it'll display the title attribute. Mm. But Mm. not all browsers do it that way.
1: Yeah, some browsers will display the file name, which is worse.
0: Right. And Firefox kind of displays nothing, which is strange.
1: Yeah. And then, like, then in IE, of course, it'll give the the alt attribute kind of renders as the title like a tool
0: tip right <laughs> they all kind of do slightly different things and yeah, yeah. it'd be nice to be consistent
1: definitely it'd be because. easier for the user as well as the developer
0: right right, and there's plenty of situations where people might be browsing with images turned off or you know images aren't loading and yeah you don't want to have to worry about what browser you're in to, to make sure that you're able to get all the content on the page exactly and he even suggests that uh, there should be a, a spec, recommended behavior in HTML5, so that the browser manufacturers can kind of build that into their code.
1: Totally agree. Absolutely. I think I think the alt attribute will will be in HTML5 because <laughs> I know earlier they were talking about removing it, but
0: right. um. we're removing the requirement, right?
1: Oh yeah, making it like um optional or something.
0: Right. Right.
1: But anyways. Um yeah, that's a discussion for another day.
0: <laughs> maybe Which another is, podcast.
1: Yeah. Yeah, we should do HTML5 sometime.
0: Yeah, sounds good. I mean we had Jeremy Keith talk about it, but we should have yeah. our own opinions.
1: I'm just trying to think of a I'm thinking of a couple of cool people maybe we can invite to, <laughs> as as a guest to that. That would be cool.
0: Ah, uh, we could do like a round table. Yeah. Or a square table. <laughs> a perfect <square> table. <laughs>
1: yeah. If you have any, uh, you know, input on that, please uh, leave a comment on the blog.
0: Yep. Then our last article, I came across a, uh, list post. You know, these are getting so popular where it's ten something or others that are awesome for something. Mm-hmm. but. This one in particular is 10 Tools for Evaluating Web Design Accessibility. Um, and, you know, I feel like usually when there's these kind of lists, especially with accessibility, they're kind of like cheesy and not all that well-researched. But there's right. some pretty cool tools that I hadn't come across before.
1: Yeah, I'm looking at it now, and you're right. There's some uh, some tools I, I don't think I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, I mean, they've got kind of like a nice uh, accessibility color wheel, um, so you can, you know, select your, you know, colors with enough contrast and that sort of thing and analyzing contrast and, um, they have check the- for different, um, color blindness situations. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's pretty nice. Switch to grayscale, you know, which is, which is pretty cool. Some people do have complete color blindness. Yeah, I have seen a couple of these.
1: The WAT, the Web Accessib- Accessibility Toolbar for Internet Explorer, which is also available for Opera now. Um, that's a pretty good one. The Color yeah. Con- Co- Color Contrast Analyzer for Juicy Studio.
0: Yeah. And had you heard of uh, the A-Designer plugin or before? Or tool? A-Design. It, it was actually developed by IBM. This is one of the ones that I, I hadn't uh, seen before, but they have like a visualization mode where you can visualize uh, basically turn a website visuals to like a blind mode and then like a low vision mode too
1: I don't think I've seen that one
0: yeah so that's kind of cool you know because it's it's one thing to use a screen reader and kind of get a sense of, of how it works in an auditory sense but to just have low vision where maybe you are browsing visually mm-hmm. but it's just more difficult so I thought that was kind of a, a really cool project
1: uh, but, yeah, some good stuff. Absolutely. From Six Revisions, which is a great uh, site in itself.
0: Yeah, yeah, they always have some pretty good content there. So I'm glad to see that they can focus on accessibility and still get people interested. And it looks like there's quite a few comments. So Yeah. Very nice.
1: Okay, well, that wraps it up for podcast number 78. And, um... We'll catch you next time. Thanks for listening.
0: Thanks for tuning in. Webex.blogspot.com You will find the Webex podcast and blog at webex.blogspot.com That's w-e-b-a-x-e.blogspot.com